Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Hello everyone and welcome to Oh What A Night. I'm joined today by Hunter Godson, Dan Kilpatrick, Sean Walsh and Jude Summerfield who are all incredibly happy off the back of what's been a really, really wicked seven days for Spurs, hasn't it? If you take a side, if we're writing off the Newcastle VAR decision, that's pretty much perfect, wasn't it? I mean, and just in terms of the way the squad was managed, it was perfect. The, the results after that were just incredible, absolutely incredible, next level. There's an argument to say that it's kind of amplified because of what happened in the Newcastle game in that, you know, I think I look at last season with the Leicester game early in that season, how our heads dropped after we could have gone 2-0 up the VAR decision. And that really kind of set the tone for the rest of the Pochettino era. Whereas here it was, we had this 96th minute complete freak incident that shouldn't have happened. And with three games in the next week, it was all doom and gloom when we were sat here this time last week. And to... Yeah, to have three, three wins, three emphatic wins, is testament to the kind of character that the squad needs going forward, really. Sean, you sound like you're getting a bit spiritual there. You're yeah. seeing Providence. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be spiritual with this club, there's nothing else. Even on a good week, even on a good week, there's nothing else. You're like Ian Beale. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing left, Ben. Yeah. Dan, I saw you. I saw you on uh, on Thursday night, and you said, "Oh, I'm not going up this weekend. Someone else taking a shift." Are you? Uh, are you now regretting that? Slightly. I mean, there's an element of me that still quite enjoyed being at home, given the weather mm. on <laughs> Sunday, and that I could just put my feet up and watch the game um, with some crimbles macaroons. Um, so <laughs> it could have been worse, but yeah, it, it felt like a. It did feel like a kind of landmark occasion and I wrote about that yesterday saying how it felt like one of those games that kind of every new manager has before a a period of success where everything just kind of clicks. I mean, I'm sure Liverpool fans could say there was sort of one or two on the clock. Under Pochettino, it felt like that one on New Year's Day at Chelsea where you just really saw for the first time what he was properly trying to do and Spurs beat a, a big rival who would go on to win the title. Um, and I know United were sort of shambolic, but it really did feel like Spurs played a big part in that. And it felt like a game where everything just came together for them. And you could suddenly see the blueprint of what we knew once. You could suddenly see Spurs' identity and you could suddenly envisage things going very, very well um, in the not-so-distant future. Yeah, lots, lots to break down, isn't there? Jude, what was, just before we go into the kind of like more granular detail... Can you give me your overriding take, please, on the on the other day's action? Um, well, mine wasn't 
as relaxing. We had a bunch of, uh, well, we've still got a bunch of nephews and uh, a niece just screaming downstairs. You know, they get, they just start crying after like two minutes. It's ridiculous. Um, and then you've got like me in my room, away from it all, just screaming every time a goal goes in. <laughs> just thinking to my mum, like, like my mum just must, must be absolutely just hating life at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. I mean. I, I thought all hope had sort of been sucked out of the game when you can see the pen after two minutes. Like they did the t- they did the tweets and they were like kick off. And like two minutes later, penalty to Man United. It was it wasn't even later. that was it? It was thirty seconds. Yeah, thirty seconds. Like, oh, yeah, it felt, felt familiar. It yeah, feel... it was just like ah okay, that's the route we're going down today. And then it all exploded and they gave us a load of goals and it was lovely. Because that, that came after a whole few days of like. Spurs fans doing Man United penalty bingo when they were going to get it. So mm. obviously it came in the first 30 seconds. Absolutely. Yeah. Did did anyone else think it had that feel of a game that had no control to it whatsoever? Yeah, like honestly. When it started, I felt like anxious. Yeah, yeah. It was like we're, the ball was just pass, being passed through midfields like they weren't there. It was like hot, hot knife through butter sort of thing. And... Um, yeah, every time United got round our area in the first sort of few minutes, I was like, oh no, what, what, we haven't got anything to stop them here. But I think that's, as the game grew, um, I mean, Hoy, I'm sure we'll get onto it, but Hoybier just really grasped it by the neck and sort of made sure that we were more in control. Um, but yeah, there were moments. It had so the feel the, of the City Champions League game, I thought. Just kind of absolute chaos. And it, and it followed a pretty similar format as well the Spurs kind of going 1-0 down and immediately going 2-1 up and then obviously from there it didn't quite go the same way but that the start reminded me of that we just thought both teams with every attack are going to score here um, but United were just considerably more shambolic than Spurs I mean <laughs> the first Spurs goal has not been laughed at enough <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no Spurs player even touches the ball yeah but Lamella possibly gets a foot on it at the very end but it's literally just the Man United throw-in where they keep heading it into each other I've never <laughs> seen a worse goal um, it was like four or five headers by the end wasn't the it Maguire just, one, the first one where he goes to head it back to De Gea and just heads it straight up in the air is honestly like you, you see better heading on like Saturday and Sunday league like he just goes like that just somehow flicks it up and goes, runs around pulls short to the floor pushes him to the floor <laughs> just <laughs> Absolute shambles. Even even listening to you describe it back, it's just laughable. I think, like I, I think ESPN took some foot, uh, put out a couple of photos today, and it just shows Eric Lamella sort of in like three stages, just running around the outside of Maguire, just yanking Shaw, pushing him, and then pulling him to the floor. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> has gone. Just stop, I think it was stop. their throw-in as well. It was yeah. their ball. <laughs> like, it wasn't like they were under any pressure. God, doesn't it feel Mental. nice to be Spurs that is able to be on the other side of this? Mm. You know, to, to sort of look at a club that's having a, a really difficult time and be like, oh, it's not us. <laughs> um, let's let's do all the good bits then. All at like, and just go for your life. Anyone who wants to go go first. I mean, there's so much to choose from. What did everyone have written down here? Uh, I've got. I had um, intelligent. See you next Tuesdays. Uh, Very intelligent. I think. I think a lot's been said about Lamella. Um, and especially from Graham Sooness. Uh, yeah, especially Sean wouldn't say enough. But um, 
Don't but worry, I'll get I th- on to mine in a I sec. I think put the, that's exactly what Mourinho has been talking about, isn't it? That like in that moment, you know, you've got to be the smarter player, and he's given him an elbow, arguably a red card in itself, um, and then he's just gone down. And I just think what he's done there is just outwitted Martial, and and at a crucial moment in the game, and um, I thought he was pretty good all round to it. But there was a lot of performances like that. I thought, I thought, I thought Regulon. I was just, I thought it, it felt a bit like uh, here's what you could have won for United with Regulon because he just, he he ran riot down that wing and um, I don't think he got, I don't think he got taken on once all day. And I, uh, there's just a, there's so many positive performances. I think Dan, what Dan said is basically spot on. It just feels like everything's sort of sliding into place and that confidence that that players can go, oh, we do have a system, we are playing in a certain way. I think that can be massive for us. Can we break down the Lamella? incident then because yes. I'm assuming that I'm looking at four Spurs fans that feel exactly the same as, as the way I do but I have got absolutely no problem with the fact that Eric Lamella was smarter and more cute than Anthony Martial and that he essentially pretty much won the game for Spurs in that moment. Did anyone see it a different way? Did anyone sort of see it as a oh that's ugly and I, I don't really want to I don't want to sort of in any way celebrate that I, d- I didn't I didn't love it um but I don't disagree with you I think I like the way Adam Hurry uh, football cliches put on Twitter where he said Lamella almost went down in a kind of business-like way <laughs> as if to say you know I've got to do this and I think that that was completely <laughs> right you know, as, you, as you said it was literally he, made Martial redundant <laughs> yeah I mean he, he got an arm to the throat and you can't do that in football and, and he wasn't going to Kind of let up the chance to to kind of sort of capitalise on that. Um, I mean, ideally, Spurs would would win you know more games um, without kind of resorting to that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it, to to coin a, to borrow a phrase from Harry Kane, I mean, it, it was what it was. I feel like there's a good chance Mourinho has sat down with Lamella trying to dissect like what you can and can't do, and because he kind of went under the chin of Martial rather than the face. Whereas Martial did go into his face, it's like you can't be sent off for this, but he can, no matter how minimal that contact is. And I, love the, I love the idea that Mourinho's got like a diagram. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can hit him there, but not there. He's got like a Harry Maguire doll, like they're having courthouses, yeah. and they're going right, so here, <laughs> there, there. Fine, yeah, Eric, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Not above the like, neck or blow the bell. Yeah, and I thought not enough is being made of the fact that. This is, it's in their name. This is the Devil's Club, yeah? How many clubs in the Premier League have gone to Old Trafford and had some kind of nonsense decision go against them? And we've gone there in the VAR era and we've got one like this. After so many times we've been there before, like there's so many instances, like the Pedro Mendes thing, the mm. Gomez and Nanny thing. Like That was horrible. It's so good that we got one over them and it led to this kind of capitulation for them. We, Lamella should be celebrated by the entire Premier League. I'm not having the, I'm not. I'm not having anything else in this. All right. I, think, I, I, I have to say, George, I, like you're on horseback, like yeah. William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think they would have capitulated with eleven men. The ease at which we were yeah. breaking through their lines before before that. The chances we were creating before that. Lamella puts one wide. Well, I think it's deflected. But minutes before that, Aurier has a shot almost one on one. I did, they were they were shambles before the sending off, and we just took full advantage of <laughs> them becoming somehow more shambolic after going down to ten men. And there's a way you can that... play with ten players as well. Like it doesn't just mean keep everything open. 
Um, in regards to that, like red card, the amount of times we've come into the office, like after Spurs have lost two one away or something like that, and been like, "Oh, that was never offside. I can't believe they got the squiggly lines out and made it offside." It just like not going to complain about us getting a good one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> it's evening itself um, out. You, do do exactly. you think that people that Spurs have um, received enough praise? For the performance, I have to say, I did think there was a, a little well, bit one-sided. Yeah. There's a little <laughs> well, I bit think... one-sided in the reportage. Anyone watching the anyone watching the, the Sky Sports <laughs> post-match will know that they they weren't too fussed about Spurs even being there. As a matter of fact, um, but <laughs> but match of the day, <laughs> I think match of the day were were fair in there. Sort of. I, I I have to say, I think you really do have to shine a light on how bad United were. They were passive in the press when when we when we had eleven players. They players like Paul Pogba have to be better than that. Allowing people off their shoulder, Hoiberg shouldn't be as comfortable as he was in that midfield. You've got three players who need to close the ball down and make it difficult. And it, like Jude said, there's a way to play when you've got when you've got ten men. You you sit in and then you and you wait for your chances. And what United did was they they, they were almost arrogant. They kept, they played so open still. And and then when they did sit in, it would, they made it harder. But it just wasn't. I I think Spurs were brilliant in pulling them apart. I think they were clever in what in. I mean, the second half, the game management. I know we had eleven men, but just to keep the ball for like long periods with no massive aim, I was like, that's that's it. Don't give them the ball. Don't give them a chance for Rashford to go through. Don't give them uh, a Fernandez. Uh, you know, moment. It, I just thought it was well handled by Spurs, and then uh, there were there were two or three standout performances for me. I think Hoybier, for me, I mean, Son and Kane, we know how good they are, but Hoybier really starting to fill a role that we desperately needed, and uh, it was nice to see him so, sort of thrive. Shawnee, who did you pick out, mate? Who's your goods? Is it too easy to say? Actually, no, I won't, because I feel like I do it every week. I'll say I'm going to say Son on his surprise return because. The f- the first goal that he had particularly like it had such a touch of prime Gareth Bale the way that he just gets in between the defenders t- one touch second touch just dink it over De Gea is uh, is beautiful absolutely beautiful and I think just to pick up on that sorry Sean no go ahead that, just one one thing I want to say on that is Son's got this great habit of taking a, an extra touch that you think is going to be a disaster and for the goal against. Burnley, the kind of legendary goal. There's one touch he takes at the end in the penalty box that I think most players wouldn't have taken that kind of just sets him perfectly. And against United, that touch, it looked like it was going to be too much and De Gea was going to come out, but it was it couldn't have been more perfect. And it just left De Gea kind of stranded, left Shaw and Bay um, chasing him, and then he could just sort of dink it over at De Gea. So I think he's just got this ability to just, to just play it right. It's so good that we now have two players that can really kind of carry us and they didn't not that they needed to carry us on Sunday but that's the le- that's the level they are they can carry a whole team and we did an article on the website yesterday about how if Kane can stay fit because he, of this like the playmaking adding to his game and just how fresh he looks again he could be the best player in the league this year and Son can definitely be up there as well so it it's, re- it's really really positive right now I'm really happy yeah what did you think about Lamella trying to steal that goal at the back post, Sean? I imagine, <laughs> I imagine you at home celebrating. <laughs> it felt very, you know, that disallowed um, goal for Portugal where Ronaldo oh, yeah. sent like, two defenders the wrong the way. And there's like a Rabona ship <laughs> over the keeper and Nani steals at the back post and it's offside. It felt like that. 
Yeah, I was thinking if you. I think he was side. just covering it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was just, yeah, he was. He was just <laughs> p- providing a barrier in case it veered off course. He does put his arm up though after it goes in. Yeah. <laughs> and I was a bit like, "What is this? What is this? Come it's on!" Wheeling away. Yeah. <laughs> the shirts off. Yeah. Um. Uh. Jude, what was your good? I might. I might give um our man Serge Aurier a little bit of credit. Hmm. No he was... way! It's finally I, happened. Yeah. He's broken you. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how good a player Sergio is, um, and he got a lot of space from Luke Shaw, who just <laughs> didn't really fancy defending at all. Um, Luke Shaw, famously but... central midfield. I did say to you guys, didn't I? I think I put it in the WhatsApp chat. I was like, "Where is Luke Shaw playing, or where does Luke Shaw think he's playing?" <laughs> is a, maybe a better question because it wasn't left back. It, uh, he was like, all over, yeah, he was all over the place. And there were points during that game when I was like, "Who's playing left back for Man United?" Because mm. I. They're never in the shot, but yeah, he had he had so much time, but he made the right decisions um, pretty much every time he got on the ball. Um, he managed to scamper up to that Sissoko pass that I don't think he quite wanted mm. that hardly hit, <laughs> so he had to get get on his bike a little bit. Um, but he, and he was solid as well, like at, at the back. Nobody really gave him too much of an issue, um, and it's great that like with Doherty and Regalon coming in. Those two, those sets of fullbacks are going to properly push each other now, which is what Spurs was it, lacked for ages. There was a sort of the way that Sissoko opened his body, like he was about to play this cultured, rangy, <laughs> sliced, faded <laughs> ball out wide, and then just lumped it. Dragged it fifty yards ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, think, I think what Jude's what saying is spot on, though. I think I think the depth in the squad is really something to something to be excited about at Tottenham and I think you did see one of Aurea's best performances there'll be people who said this you saw those performances from Aurea last year but I genuinely don't think you did especially in what Jude said his decision making and just just knowing that he doesn't have to or he's not going to get in the team um, next next um, week is not guaranteed so you do have to up your game and that you know if you speak to a sports psychologist they'll tell you yeah you're going to up your game even if you're readily aware of it you're gonna you're going to up your game if there's someone coming for your position if you want to play mm. i mean in last um, season he's on t- record at the start of the year saying i've got no competition basically and then it was proven because he he still played like even after his brother died and he'd been in france for a few days so he couldn't have had less competition and yeah i think he's been noticeably more competent against chelsea and, and united same for gentle ben <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly the same. Yeah, getting getting forward, doing the business. Mate, gentle men, but gentlemen has been watching Regulon for one game and does a sixty-yard sprint and wins a penalty. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is what I could do. I was like, you've had <laughs> this in your locker on. your whole time, have you? Fair play. <laughs> That's particularly nice that it was around Pogba as well. Oh, just yeah. lovely. He had an awful game. If I can, absolutely awful. If I can piggyback on the fullback thing, I do like the beautiful irony in that. Man United didn't want to follow through with a deal for Regulon because they thought that they were above having a buyback clause as a club. Mm. Um, and I, I really hope that they, they think that they're above losing 6-1 at home as a club as well. So <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to clip that, Sean. Very, 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 very good. Very good. Um, I guess the bad thing is now in, in our bad section is the fact that we've got this lovely momentum and then we have to go away for a couple of weeks. Such a pain, isn't it? Because you think that, like, right now, they didn't. We didn't look like the side that's played thirty-five games in ten days. We look like far fresher and far more at it than United. 
Yeah, well, the, I think United, United, I think one thing that we're going to say, and this is just me being cautious, that United should have been battered by Brighton. They were battered by Crystal Palace. Like, this this is, this is was coming for United this season. Um, I think I think their fans have sort of pointed it out. Um, but you're right, yeah, the, the, the momentum is, isn't great at the moment, but also... I'm 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 glad that some of the guys are going to get a rest. I saw that Son said he was staying to link up with Vinicius and Bale, and I was like, well, that doesn't sound like a terrible thing, does it? He said, I'm we're, I'm staying behind to to work on link up play with those two, and I was like, yeah, brilliant. What two weeks of you two just getting to know yeah. each other? Brilliant. <laughs> um, so yeah, not great in terms of momentum. I don't, you know, uh, Harry Kane will want to play against Wales on Thursday, and then he'll want to play against Belgium on Sunday. And uh, could you Denmark just on not? Tuesday, and then Denmark, Denmark on Tuesday. Yeah. So, but you yeah. know, thank God, Carrot Lewin continues to bag because at least, um, at least people will talk him into the squad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pressure will be on, won't it? Yeah. Uh, and I think the other thing with with Kane is that he's so ruthlessly obsessed with getting these goal targets that you you can't sort of you kind of almost can't begrudge him wanting to. Want to try and get in there? He's not massively far can behind. I, can I pick he? up on that, Ben? Yeah, go on, mate. Go on. Because I was actually going to say in the the good section that um, I almost feel like Kane has almost made peace with the fact that he's not going to break every single goal record on on the planet. And it's kind of, I, I mean, I, I he's still got that in him, but I just love this new kind of playmaker role he's he's adopted, and it's and it. Well, it's not really new, to be fair. He's been doing it for a while, and, and you know we we all know that. But I think just so much of his play against United was just kind of dropping into the hole and switching those diagonals into the massive space left by centre midfielder Luke Shaw, um, and he was just so good at it. Um, and I, I just wonder whether he's kind of finding joy in assisting, basically, and and doing that role. Whereas previously, it was just all about goals. You know, it was I want to be. Um, the top scorer in the calendar year in the world. I want to beat Shearer's record. I want to beat um, you know Lineker's or Rooney's record rather. You know it was all about that, and I I think maybe that this, he's kind of stepped back from that a little bit, and he's just enjoying kind of being as Sean said, like one of the best players in the Premier League. I do wonder whether there's um, I wonder whether there's been a moment because like you said, Dan, we all knew this already. This is this is no shock to Spurs fans to see that the world is waking up to the fact that Harry Kane is a wonderful playmaker and a phenomenal passer. But I do wonder whether there's been a moment where Mourinho has said to him, like, don't worry, you're going to still get loads of goals. <laughs> like, mm. just relax a bit. You will get loads of goals in this team. Because he did yeah. make that comment before, didn't he? About, like, strikers with me don't need to worry. Yeah, I think maybe just the, the absence of Ericsson, like, it's just left a bit of a space there that you know, previously wasn't really there. I don't think Spurs have a number 10 now, which is part of the reason why Delhi's suffering. So Kane just kind of naturally drops back and he's just so good at it. And the prospect of having Bale as well as Son ahead of him instead of Lucas or Lamella is just genuinely kind of, yeah, mouth-watering. Yeah, mm. it's just, I really can't wait for the West Ham game. Oh, yeah, Assuming oh, that those so three start up front, yeah, it's that's... just going to be so tasty. Um, was there Imagine any... that... Was there any truth in Ericsson yesterday? I just heard there was mild rumours that he he was potentially on the move. And I was wondering if... I don't know, to be honest. Mm. Um, I did I did see them. Um, I really can't see Spurs kind of go, going for it. I mean, nah. 
I, I, I genuinely think that that kind of ship has sailed now. While it looks like a, uh, you know, a big loss at the time, I, I can't really see where you fit him into this team no, um, at the moment. So, but I didn't know. I didn't hear anything on that. Um, uh, let's go on to the, the ugly bits because there was one in particular that was just a little bit frustrating. I think it was just conceding that penalty. It did make me think, like, annoyingly, I did have that moment where I was like, oh, God, have we gone and thrown this? For all of the good stuff that happened after it, for the, all of the strength of character and, and the fact that we were phenomenally good going forward, did still make me think, against a better side, we can't afford to start a game like that. Did anyone else have that feeling as well? Yeah, it felt like it, th- this was the missing piece of the transfer window, wasn't it? Like getting a centre-back in. Because as much as I love Sanchez, he does have that kind of rash challenge, kind of brain fart in his locker. Mm. But It's just that he's not going anywhere, isn't he? I think that was the most yeah. frustrating thing. Is What he's done, he's done exactly what Martial wants him to do. In that He's just going to keep running. He's going to keep. He's gonna run out of space. And a good centre-back goes, right, OK, play the odds here. Take him to the line. And he's just a rush of blood to the head, like Sean said, a brain fart, and he's just dived in. And it is frustrating to, to watch. because, And it's a real shame because when you think back to his first season, when he looked so aggressive, he looked like he got everything together, he's looked so assured, and it just feels like we're a long way from that now. But I guess like the, the counter to that is, would anyone be surprised if... Because you feel like the first international break, that's a, that's a time where players are in like a bad run of form they go away and then they come back and it, there's something kind of switches would anyone be surprised if Mourinho actually gets a tune out of him now especially if we don't get another centre back in no absolutely I think you're right that's a really good point mm. do we know about Jaffet Tanganga do we know how long he's potentially out for or is this just a is this just a sort of looking after him piece it's just a knock is all I heard but he does have a slightly Slightly worrying injury record at the moment. He's getting a couple of, he's had a couple of sort of semi-long-term things. Um, it'd be nice if he had a kind of extended run, mm. even if it was just you know starting every kind of League Cup and Europa League game for the next few months. You know, I think it'd be good to see what he can do at centre half because he's obviously unlikely to play right back um, or left back now going forward. Which is good, I think. <laughs> Get him in the position that he should be playing, and get and sort of get him in with a partner that works for him. Um, yeah, I don't do. I, I feel I feel like it's unfair that quite a lot of young players. You see it quite a lot of places like Arsenal, where these these young guys are sort of jack of all trades, master of none. And I think that Jaffa has the tools to be a really good centre backs, and playing him with a, like an Alderweireld or someone like that with that you know that wealth of knowledge could really improve him right now. Um, I just wanted to add into the ugly as well. Oh, I have to say, my two cents, I don't think either of those were red card. Um, so I'll say that now. And then, But then also, for Luke Shaw not to be sent off for what was essentially GBH is... is I just I don't understand. The rules of football are quite um, perplexing at the moment. And that, that moment where he sort of scythed Lucas down. He's not, he looks that's at his disgusting. legs and he kicks him down. Yeah. If the VAR's not going to look at that and say, right, that's endangering an opponent, I, don't, I just don't really get it. You can see Solskjaer in the background in the replay. He's got his arms up because he knows that's a red card offence. He knows he should be gone. Yeah, I don't think the VAR can look at that, can he? Because he was booked. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah. But yeah, they can look at so it if they feel like if it's upgradable. Right? They can. I think, yeah, I think, if they uh, feel like it could right. go to if it, if 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 the if the foul was a yellow and they feel that it should have been a red, then they can recommend a red card. 
Right. Okay. Um, some people were saying that about Lamella. People were saying that because he got a yellow that it couldn't be looked at, but I don't think that was the case. I think Lamella sort of got away with one because he'd sort of, as Sean said, he'd gone into granular <laughs> detail on exactly where he was going to strike him on the esophagus. And then at the same at the same time, Martial just went one step higher. Um, I think the, the, the thing on the Luke Shaw one, it, like Sean, I think you got it spot on, is that collective reaction from everyone you can see behind him that just knows it's just reckless and, and ultimately disgusting. Like, it's just such a horrible thing to do to another professional. Because who, who was it in our group that brought up the fact that it happened a couple of years ago? It, I, I think it's some, there was an example of this a couple of years ago where someone got seriously injured, didn't they? Oh, Xhaka did one, but I don't think the guy got injured. There was <laughs> The one that always sticks out to me was the, the, the assault, the, the Pompey assault. Where he elbows him in the face. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was Thatcher. Thatcher. It yeah. <laughs> was horrible. That's a bone that one. Um, yeah. No, Jacker did it a couple of seasons ago and got a straight red. And and that one was nowhere near as bad. Jacker's Jacker's I think it was in his own half on a counter attack and he just sort of wiped someone out of Villa. I think it was a Villa player. Um, yeah, I think I think it goes back to consistency, doesn't it? And people just not knowing what is and isn't anymore. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of... As soon as he did it, I was like, okay, that one is a red card. And then he pulled out a yellow and I was like, I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was, there was too much sentiment in there, wasn't there? Sorry, Sean, you go on. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it forced some people to dig out the old um, at the Banter Narrative sport tweet, which was um, Luke Shaw is a fat, ugly twat, says Master of Mind Games Mourinho. <laughs> Jesus. It's very cutting, that. My Jeez, Lord. That's... Yeah. Sean, this clearly this cut you deep. This one, <laughs> it really annoyed me because, <laughs> like you said, Luke Shaw had a terrible game, mm. and then he's just literally swiped for Lucas, who's a million miles ahead of him. Mm. And I don't know. Maybe the ref was feeling sorry for United. Maybe they felt like if it get, if it gets to nine men, then this could end up double figures before the end because Spurs will really be out for revenge. But, it's not the way uh, it works, if, though, is it? <laughs> it shouldn't really come into professional football. Maybe it like your Saturday league, <laughs> six aside with yeah. your ten. Yeah, one. Yeah, I was just going it was grim, but like I reckon I would be more likely to make that challenge than do what the men <laughs> did. I'd have definitely been too pussy to like hit someone in the face, but I would have fully just chopped someone down and hoped for the best. So yeah, <laughs> grim at that level. But that happened you know. in my Saturday game. The guy broke broke a guy's ankle on my team. Oh, no. awful tackle absolutely oh. awful and then one of our guys got sent off for just kicking him in the back of the leg like an absolute wimp about an hour later but really didn't I was like at least hurt him do you know what I mean if you're yeah. going to try and get yeah. some revenge <laughs> do you know it's got shades of Joey Barton when he was sent off against uh, Man City on the last day of the season did it? Like he went <laughs> yeah. for the he went for the dead leg yeah, <laughs> he yeah, tried yeah. to just yeah. give him a dead leg so give him a granddad on the way yeah. off Mm. So at least take him out Jesus yeah, exactly. embarrassing <laughs> right let's do uh, some of the beautiful bits because I think Dan's probably mentioned one but that line up against West Ham could be really tasty couldn't it yeah I mean it, it just I feel like we're going to be disappointed and probably Bale will be on the bench or something <laughs> but and then replace Son but I think just everyone is just itching to see that front six of uh, Hoiberg flanked by Ndombele and Lacelso, and then Kane flanked by Son and Bale. I mean, it, it genuinely, I can't think of a, a better kind of front, uh, or sort of midfield and attack, attacking setup in, in the league, including City and Liverpool. I genuinely think it's got everything. It's so exciting. It just, yeah, I just really can't wait to see it. And with, with Kane 
dropping back and sort of flinging those balls into space for Son and Bale to run into, with the unpredictability of um, uh, Ndombele and the the kind of tenaciousness of Hoiberg and Lacelso, it, it yeah, it feels like it could be. That's been great. So, oh, yeah, God, bring it, it on again. Yeah. Saying it, Dan, hearing you saying it, I'm genuinely getting it. I'm getting excited just sitting there going, oh, come on, let's battle West Ham. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and They're going to be a really scary team on the counter-attack, Spurs, when they get that front six going. Mm. If, if they can turn the ball over quickly and just find, like, Son or Bale out wide, um, and you've got, like, yeah, and Dombele, um, and Lacelso driving forward, like, as soon as Spurs win the ball, they could, they're just going to be like flying ahead with Kane dropping deep. It is like that. Like that, 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 that space that Ericsson's left, Kane's now dropping into it. For, for two wingers, you're just talking about one of the best strikers in the world dropping into a 10 space. The centre backs will naturally go with him. And then the space that you're going to get as a result of that, I mean, yeah, scary, but also not for us. Exciting. Is there then like something beautiful in the fact that? There is now a formation that really, really works. Like for for ages, we've all been going on about identity and the the style of play, but it does feel like there is two very distinct styles that could be played there. And there's a lot to do that has a lot to do with the idea of having reinforced the fullback positions as well. I think it was really great that we saw at the weekend two fullbacks that were prepared to get forward. Like this lopsided system that's been going on for now, what feels like a little bit too long, um, that, uh, that doesn't really provide much excitement. Um, it's kind of been traded in for a much hotter, younger model. <laughs> it's just so predictable, the high right. I said it to you. High right back some of the time can, can work, but you can't have as your tactic high right back all the time. And that's it. That's our only attacking outlet. The balance we now have... It, the, the squad is more balanced, bringing another, another left back, and, and you've seen that instantly. I mean, high right back now just feels like so kind of analogue. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's like we're all like, yeah, we've got the high right back, yeah. and Ben Davis tucks in. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, great. <laughs> um, what you're saying about formation is bang on, though, Hensley, because what Poch was doing at the end of his uh, sort of Spurs career was trying to uh, change the diamond and. Spurs players moaned about it to no end. It didn't work for them. They didn't like it, and I, I, that that really left a hangover into the the early stages of Mourinho's career. You know, he has to take some some blame for that. And um, I think just now, you know, you're starting to see a system that works. Um, I think I, I definitely think the signings have have added to that. But yeah, you're, you're starting to under. I think you're starting to see players that are comfortable in a system, and and hopefully, were were. Will continue to sort of grow in it. Any more for any more? Is there any more things that people picked out from the other day that were just like, oh, that was gorgeous? And Dombele went to Pogba's house and walked all over him. That's all I wanted <laughs> to get down. You've got so many sound bites this week, Sean. I'm just gonna. I'm yeah. gonna I might do, do like a Sean special. Clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know? What? I, 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 I honestly, I can't get enough and Dombele chat at the moment. Mm. I think that's been so good seeing that that arc. And seeing his quotes as well the other day about how it's sort of what gone. What were you going to say, Sean? Um, yeah, because we did we talk about this last week? How with Mourinho, like, there's no kind of real philosophy. It's it's so binary. It's winning or losing. Mm. But then to have this Ndombele arc, that's kind of like a reminder of the Pochettino of a player like overcoming this kind of adversity and becoming better and 
to be able to enjoy that every week because he is like what we lose last week. He could have been one of Poch's genius footballers. Like that, that's a real source of enjoyment for a lot of us having been through the last five six years. And hope, hopefully, it results in Delhi coming back as well, and Delhi having that kind of attitude change and coming back and being the player we know he can be. But I think, cause I feel like this is the game that I, I definitely kind of changed my mind about Mourinho, where you can see what's going on, you can see the improvements, you can see the plan. And apologise. So, <laughs> 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 Put our hands up. We got it wrong on this one. Um, but yeah, it's that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see this kind of mix between Mourinho of old going and winning in a ruthless way and having this where we this philosophy of improving players, of playing good football, and it's really, really great that we're there now. I'm really, really happy looking forward. You Sean, just reminded at least me you didn't. Two... Um, oh God, sorry, you... mate, but I was just going to say at least Sean didn't write a piece titled um, "Watching Tottenham under Jose Mourinho is just sad." <laughs> at, least he, at least he didn't do that <laughs> directly before one of our yeah. biggest wins of all time that's, in the Premier that's League. taking some medicine yeah, yeah <laughs> wow that's just reminded me of two more beautiful things to end on as well um i'm assuming you all saw the screen grabs of Mourinho patting Solskjaer on the head oh he's waited oh, so long for that oh <laughs> and his his post-match was almost sickeningly kind he was like, look, we've all been there four, five, never six for me personally, but you know, uh, we've all been I can there. imagine. I can, I can, I can, I can but, I can it's but imagine what it's like losing by six goals. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was Mourinho in full flow without having to say anything too cutting. Uh, it was almost d- the other side. Did you also notice that during the game, he wasn't able to get out of his seat because of what he did to Frank Lampard the other day? <laughs> so he had to yeah. sit there throughout the whole game and after every goal he sort of looked to jump up and then just sort of sat back down again because he'd given Frank the big one it was, I reckon yeah, he was really, loving really it good. just sat in his chair just looking at his team running riot over his old one he must he have only, been yeah he only smiled at six buzzing. didn't he yeah <laughs> and it was just like a very like like just... and even and then it... he had to pull it back a little bit yeah, didn't he, he? Did. you know yeah. as well when he does the early handshake the early handshake before the full-time whistle is just oh, yeah. like it, yeah, get it in my veins. Certainly right, as a brand, <laughs> good, good, uh, good fun this week. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, just a reminder: if you do enjoy the pod and you haven't subscribed, think about subscribing. Leave us a review and and comment and let us know what your thoughts were on the pod. If you can leave us a rating as well, we'd really, really appreciate it. Make sure you're following uh, all of the guys on social. We'll leave that in uh, in the description. And we'll see you all. Are we gonna are we gonna get together before West Ham, or we'll be back for West Ham? Let's do, let's do a preview for West Ham. Let's, do, let's a do a preview for West Ham, which I think yeah that is a that's gonna be another very optimistic one. Don't let us down, Spurs, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, have a great week, everyone, and see you all soon. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.